This is Season 2, Episode 14, The Cyclical You with Jade Alexander. Hi, I'm Sabrina DeYoung. I'm a life coach, and I'm a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is the Perspective Detective podcast. Here, I'm going to share true principles and mind management tools to help you live in a more empowered way with you as the creator of your life. Let's do this. Hi! So today, we are going to talk to the women about embracing who they are through their menstrual cycles. Yes, we're going to talk about periods today. (laughs) Um, I actually interview my friend Jade, who is a life coach and calls herself a cyclical living mentor. I don't say that very well. A cyclical living mentor. (laughs) Turns out that whole cycle that women go through and tend to detest can actually be used as a superpower in knowing yourself. Jade helps us bust the perception that a hormonal shift is a problem, but rather just a part of who you are. And everything about us is really amazing and necessary. The sound quality is not as good (laughs) on this episode because I had to use Zoom and it just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't work very well. It just doesn't sound very great, which is fine. Um, Anyway, that said, let's jump right in. I am so excited to have Jade here on the podcast today. Um, Jade, I have been following you for a little while. You have such a unique perspective about knowing yourself. So I'm really excited to talk to you about this. Would you please introduce yourself? Sure. And thanks for having me on. I absolutely love talking about this wherever I can talk about it. So um, I'm Jade Alexander, and I'm an intuitive life coach. I am also a cyclical living mentor, and I know that probably just sounds like a jumble of words to a lot of you listening. We will totally get into what the heck I'm talking about, but basically, I help women to harness not only the power of their mindset, but their menstrual cycles as well for greater fulfillment in their lives and in their businesses. Okay, how did you get into this topic? Awesome question. Um, I definitely did not grow up thinking I would be a menstrual cycle educator, that I would be right, making, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'd be making about periods. No, none of that. Um, actually, so I started out just general life coaching and really trying to figure out who I wanted to help. And in the middle of trying to grow my own coaching practice and raising these two little ones and having a marriage and just juggling all the things, my biggest struggle was actually against myself. I felt like every single month I would burn out, I'd lose steam, I would get really intense mood swings that affected, you know, all of my relationships and how I showed up. And it just, it was very frustrating. I felt like I was at war with my own body. And finally, enough was enough. I knew that I couldn't keep living like that. That wasn't sustainable. And I wanted to figure out what was going on inside my body, why I felt the way I felt. And I had some amazing people send me to really great resources. And I, it's like the doors were open to this whole new world of menstrual cycles. And it shouldn't be a new world. Like this is my body. This is our bodies as females. 
but there's just so much that we have not been taught about our hormones and about how they affect our everyday life, all the areas that they impact. And I just felt so much relief that I had found something that could help me and also so many, like every other woman, right? Do you feel like because you were already on the train of thought of really getting to know yourself with all the, the coaching that you were already doing, right? I'm sure you were already like digging into your own mind and your own life and like really getting to know yourself. Do you think that contributed to getting curious about what was going on with your body and how your hormones and your cycles and everything were playing a role? You said you were being really frustrated because, you know, once a month you're like really down in the dumps when you were, you know, going through that cycle. Do you think that having the foreknowledge already that you had from coaching helped you to recognize that maybe there's something here? I would say yes, because when I was trying to get pregnant with my two boys, it wasn't necessarily easy. Like it didn't come easily for us. And I had a lot of friends say like, oh, well, you can track ovulation this way or this way. And that just sounded difficult. And I didn't really care to, even though I wanted those babies so badly, I, it wasn't enough for me to like learn about ovulation and, and getting pregnant in my body. But I do think that once I started seeing the power of awareness and started paying more attention to my thoughts, my mind, my emotions, the hormones then felt necessary for me to figure out if I'm doing all this work on trying to process my emotions and feel better and be more intentional. It just felt natural to learn about this other part of me. Yeah. Well, and it is a huge part of us as women, right? Okay. So you, I know you talk a lot about kind of using your cycles as like a superpower, right? And when you're on I don't know, what would you call it? Like the one where you're feeling most productive and well, which cycle would that be called? Yeah, that's inner, that's um, like your ovulation time. Okay. So my question is, how do you use that to your benefit when you know that it's, you're going to be going downhill at some point? So how to take advantage of the, the highs before you hit the lows? Yes. Okay. I feel like this is, a question that has a very long answer. Are okay. you ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I'm good at that. No, no, this is awesome. Okay, so long story short, we can get into this as, as deep or not as you want, but we have four main hormone shifts every single month. If you are um, not on any form of hormonal birth control. If you are cycling naturally, then you experience these four main hormone shifts. The first one is when you're on your period. That's a very easy one to recognize. Um, as soon as you stop bleeding, you're in the next one. And then when you approach ovulation, you're in the third phase. And after ovulation and your temperature goes back down, you're in the fourth phase. Um, now because that's sciency and kind of overwhelming, I like to call them inner seasons. I think that's more relatable. Um, and so I call them winter, spring, summer, and fall. So winter being your period, summer being ovulation and spring and fall being the in-between transition times. So yes, there, there are two seasons that are much more inward where we want to be with ourselves. We want to boost our self-care. Maybe it feels harder to engage with other people or our children, but there's two that's, that's winter and fall. 
And there's two seasons, spring and summer, where we are waxing in energy and in motivation and we want to get things done and we want to be outward connected to other people. And so there's like this really nice balance of taking care of yourself and giving to others, taking care of yourself, giving to others. And what I found is the more that I track, the better I can take advantage of these seasons because I anticipate them coming. I know about how long I have before my energy starts to dip again and I can plan according to my specific seasons. I love that. So I'm really interested in the the concept that we are all creators. And I love the idea that like, okay, I know this is going to come up, right? I know this is going to come and I kind of have this window of time. So what can I do right now, right? How can I make my life most effective while I'm in this spring and summer period? And to me, that feels empowering as a creator that I'm, I want to, I want to know myself. I want to know myself deeply. I want to know like when I'm going to be able to be the most effective and when I, I'm going to have to give myself more grace. Mm -hmm. So I guess my next question for you is how do you approach the uh, fall and winter cycles too, when you do feel kind of more down hormonally? Yeah, great question. So first I, I kind of want to address this creativity thing. Because I think that we have a, a pitfall in our thoughts as women that we're not creative. I've, I hear a lot of women tell me like, I'm not very creative. And, and I, that just makes me so sad when I hear that because we're actually creative in every phase of our cycle. In all four phases and all four seasons, we're a different kind of creative. Mm. Maybe we just don't know how to recognize it or honor it. And so when we're menstruating, so many people focus on, um, the, the cramping or the bleeding and the inconvenience, right? But really that is a very creative time for you because you've heightened intuition and you can get really clear on, um, setting intentions. It's a really good time to brainstorm, um, to just envision what's gonna, what you're going to create, um, throughout this next part of your cycle or this next month ahead. And as you move out of that into spring, we have a little bit more of a hands-on creativity, but not full force yet. This is where we are putting those brainstorming plans on paper. We're making lists. We are forming everything out, like looking at it logically, um, really figuring out how we're going to take this vision and bring it to life. And in inner summer, that's our very hands-on creative time, which I think most people, if they think they're creative, this is the time that they would assume they're creative because it's hands-on, it's action-oriented. You brainstormed, you put it on paper, you made a plan, now you're carrying it out into the world, very hands-on. And then we circle back to this inward um, energy in fall where we are evaluating how all of it went, what worked for that for us that cycle, what didn't, what can we do differently, and we're kind of doing this life edit or this evaluation. And so I definitely used to have these thoughts that the highs were better than the lows, that spring and summer were better than fall and winter, and I have let that go over time because I value the different forms of creativity that we have and I value the inward time and the rest time just as much as the outward, um, energetic time. So 
I don't know if you have a, like more questions after that. No, I mean, well, what, when you first mentioned, like, I think a lot of women and people like think that they're not creative. I think that's because we kind of get stuck in this limiting belief of what creativity is, right? I'm not creative unless I'm an artist or a painter or composing music or something, right? But all of us are creating every day, like whether it's, I'm just really good at making my kids laugh in the morning. That means that makes me creative. Yeah, so many things like conversation, a safe space, connection with other people, um, organize like order in our homes. There's so many things that are creative outside of the artsy. Yeah, there's so many, there's so many more different talents. I've been recently studying the, well, there's a book called the seven kinds of smart, but they've actually added two more nine kinds of smart. And I'm glad because the new ones kind of more fit in (laughs) with me, but it's like, um, like I'm really good at being able to see. So I do CrossFit. And I'm good at being able to see the right form for lifting and just like my body knows what to do, right? Like that's a talent that I have that doesn't get to be like shown or talked about or anything. It's just kind of something that, that I do that it's, that's a talent that is something that I'm able to create inside of me that, Mm -hmm. but I would never have known that that was creative. I would never have known that that's something that gets to count as a talent, And I'm like, I just, I just like this concept so much that there's so many different ways of being creative and we're kind of going (laughs) off track just a little bit, but I really appreciated you saying that there's that we think we're not creative, but it's not true. Like there's so many ways to be, to create and to be creative. And I think that they're kind of two different things being creative and creating because we're always creating, right? Everything that we think, everything that we do, we are creating our lives. Yes. Like we're always creating our reality. And so, yeah, we are creators and okay. I'm going to get sciencey with you for a second, but I promise it will be worth it. (laughs) So you have, um, we have follicles that carry eggs. Okay. And those are on like a hundred day journey. And then right before ovulation, it's like, that's like the last leg of the race. They're trying to be the first one to ovulate. And when they, the first one gets to that point of ovulation, um, it's like the winner, it, that follicle breaks open and it releases the egg, the egg goes on to do its thing. But what I think is so cool is that broken follicle doesn't just disappear. It doesn't just dissolve. It actually turns itself into, um, what's called the corpus luteum that thing it creates it like that it turns itself into is what gives us progesterone for this whole second half of the cycle. So our first cycle is all about estrogen. After we ovulate, it's all about progesterone. That's good for our health. It's the thing that nourishes a fetus for the first little while, and we need it to balance out estrogen. It's so necessary. And I think it's such a beautiful symbolism that we have this thing inside of us that creates something very life-giving basically out of nothing out of like this broken shell it transforms that's i mean that's what i caught was that it breaks yes that brokenness is what releases that that hormone or that energy or that next step there's just like this is just so cool to me because i think there's just so many ways that this can apply (laughs) to everything that we're trying to do in life and 
that's so cool that we do you know you have to break like again just like muscles like you have to tear them in order to strengthen them like these follicles have to break in order to provide the life-sustaining energy so cool yeah there's like this whole pattern of how we can live and how we can surrender how we can create how we can evolve it's like literally within our makeup and it's like within the way that our body works I just think that's so fascinating sorry if nobody out there is into the science stuff but I just find that to be such a beautiful analogy oh yeah I do too and I mean I personally also love the science stuff because to me I can apply it to just true principles in life plus I just think it's cool (laughs) I just like love how God created everything to just like work together and it's all so symbiotic and I just really like it I think you already answered this one okay so the first thing that I really like about the way that you described the cycles is it really kind of follows the law of creation right like first you get an idea and then it sounds like in you kind of like spiritually create it right? You start like creating the blueprints of what you're trying to do. And then you actually start doing the thing, like making the creation part happen. And then, and then you said you go into like kind of evaluating whether you like it or not, right? I'm just trying to rephrase it to make sure I understand all of this. Okay. So for, and you work, you work with like entrepreneurs, is that right? Or yes. other life coaches and women leaders women leaders okay that makes sense okay so my question is like if if one was like trying to if one was in the process of planning do you think it would be like most prudent to build in that month like that cycle the okay I'm going to spend about this much time you know coming up with the idea and spiritually creating it so to speak and then really like putting my nose to the grind during this next amount of time, like during my spring and summertime to actually build it out and then plan on giving myself some rest to evaluate and then get back to it. Yes. No, that makes total sense. And yeah, you're right on the nose. So that's what I've started doing with my own life. And it's what I've started doing in my business. Um, I think I used to have this thought that I always needed to be coming up with new ideas, creating, getting them out there. And it was just, it was very hustly and I didn't love it. That didn't work for me, my energy. And once I discovered the superpowers of our cycles and how every cycle, you know, we have these benefits or these strengths that we can work with, I started kind of slowing down and working with each phase of my cycle. So for example, um, we're talking about carrying out a project, right? I'll just go with um, maybe like a course or a program that you're creating. Um, I definitely would leave the, the brainstorming for winter. And if I have like that itch to start a new course, it's really easy to want to like jump in and do it right away. But I say, nope, I'm actually going to give this a lot of thought, prayer, meditation when I'm bleeding, and I'm going to get really clear on what it is I'm trying to accomplish here. And then once I do that, I have that natural urge to want to jump in and get started. But I say, no, like I'm waiting for inner spring because my brain power is going to be back. My cognitive function is high. I won't be feeling this brain fog from my period. 
So I jump into spring. I start mapping out the details, like how this is, how I'm going to lay it all out, what I'm going to price it at, the logistics behind all of it. And then I let that be. (laughs) And then I move into summer and that's when I'm actually like getting it out into the world. I'm talking about it. I'm anything that's forward facing public. Um, I'm doing all of that kind of thing. I'm batching my, my marketing and my content and stuff like that. And then I go into fall and I evaluate, okay, how did that go? Do I still like this, this product? Do I like how I created it? Do I like how I sold it? What can I do differently next time? And then I bring my questions back and I ponder them back in winter. And uh, this is like a, in an ideal world, the thing I never want anyone to do is to use their cycle as a limitation or to put themselves in a box. You can do any of this at any phase of your cycle. I just think that we operate more efficiently when we use the strengths of each season and we let go of time scarcity. We let go of judgment and we can just let ourselves be really present with exactly where we are and we can honor right where we are. I, I love, I love this concept. I feel like it takes off a lot of pressure. You know, like, like you said at the beginning, like we have this, like our society now, our world mentality is like hustle, hustle, hustle. You've got like, there is this time scarcity. You have to hurry and do it now. If you're not creating, then you're not, you're not doing it right or whatever. But I'm just like, I just, I am a big fan of anything that's going to get me in the present moment. Because I do think that I am more productive when I'm in the present moment than when I'm like trying to hurry up to the next thing. And I feel like I'm also the kind of person, like, like I'm this big funnel and I catch like all these ideas and, but I can't do all the things. Right. And so it's so easy for us. And I think a lot of women are like this. It's so easy for us to get overwhelmed because there's so much that we want to do. Mm -hmm. I just love anything that's going to take the pressure off that it's okay that you can't and you won't, and you don't need to do all the things there's enough time to do exactly what you need to do. More than enough time. And it sounds like we're on the same page where I think God is, is our model. That's what we're striving to be like. And I think of God when he was in his, the height of his creation mode, creating this world that we live in, he did, he did a couple things at a time, you know, I mean, they were big things, but it's like, he separated the land from the water. And then he said, it is good. Like Mm -hmm. there's so many, right. He evaluated every time. That's such a good example. And every time he doesn't rush, I think he was powerful enough. He probably could have done it all right away, but he didn't. He, he took a chunk and then he said, it is good. And he let it be. And then he came back to the next thing because he knew that there was always enough time to accomplish what he wanted to create. And I think it worked out pretty well. So I think we should model kind of a fan. Yeah, like we brainstorm and before jumping in, like it is good. And then we can go into the planning. It is good. Like just take one thing at a time. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay. If there was one thing, your one thing that you wish that everyone could, if they knew this, then it would make all the difference for their like self-identity and self-concept and knowing themselves. What would it be for you? Oh, if I had to boil just the one, 
Um, I mean, very nutshell, one liner would be your menstrual cycle is a gift and a tool. (laughs) That would be the one like very clear thing that I'd want people to know. It's not an inconvenience. It's not a limitation. You've been fed a lot of unhealthy, unhelpful messages about your body, the purpose of your body, um, how well it can function. And I think we have done women such a disservice because our bodies are our greatest source of power in many ways. Um, A lot of times we associate that with creating life, which is incredible, but we can also create a lot of other things and we can use this cycle that we've been given to, to create and to um, create in life, to create in businesses, however we feel the need to create. Mm -hmm. Um, We have, gift and that tool available to us all the time. Yeah. Well, and it does, it gives us a, an excellent pattern of effectiveness essentially. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Okay. Where can my listeners find you, Jade? You can find me in two main places. The first is on Instagram. My handles at it's Jade Alexander. Um, I also have my own podcast, the Grow With The Flow podcast, available on most hosting platforms. So I'd love for you guys to come and and learn more if this is resonating with you. Um, I have a lot of good education and information and, and strategy over in those places. Awesome. And I will link both of those in the show notes. And thank you. Thank you for taking the time of being on here. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. Thanks for listening today. Make sure to check out the show notes for ways that you can find Jade if you found any of this interesting and want to find out more about what she teaches. So I thought this was a super interesting perspective and it's been so enlightening for me as I've followed her and what she teaches. Uh, Enlightening for me to get to know myself through my body cycles. So I am really a big fan of anything that will teach us to know ourselves more deeply and honestly. Anything that will help me tap into my true and divine self. Because I find that as I understand myself more, I'm able to love myself more. And this in turn helps me to love others more as well. I feel more joy in my life and I'm more productive towards the things that I really want to do. So I have created a five-week dive into seeking and finding you. There's going to be daily journal prompts, mini lessons, and a support community where you can post questions and get insights. There will be an option for private coaching sessions with me if you join during the pre-sale. I will give more details and the price on my social media pages soon, but I wanted to tell you about it first. Again, thanks for being here. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, make sure you go to Sabrina Perspective Detective and and give me a follow. And if you're enjoying this podcast, which I'm guessing you are because you keep showing up, (laughs) I truly appreciate ratings and reviews. So please go leave one. And of course, share the podcast with your friends. Okay, until next time, be watchful and stay curious.